All right, so let's go into talking about, you know, topics that you brought up. So I, one thing was that like, obviously there's tactical stuff, there's strategy stuff, and you said you were kind of going through some type of transitionary period of doing both at the same time. I mean, yes, but then it quickly ended. But first, a word from our sponsor, Ahrefs. Do you wish you'd get more traffic to your website? Half the battle of that is knowing what to fix on your website regarding SEO. You could always hire an SEO consulting firm to do that, but that could be expensive. I have always said, if you could do it in-house, understand SEO, understand what you need to fix. You could probably fix it better than most SEO companies because you know your business, you know your customers, you know your content better than anybody else. What if you get a free SEO audit from an amazing tool set? That is the power of Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs Webmaster Tools gives you the tools and the information you need to go ahead and see a list of things that you could fix on your site immediately. You'll see the keywords you're ranking for, understand how Google sees your content and your site, and discover how making changes to your website could actually blow up your traffic in Google search. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash webmaster hyphen tools. And thanks again to Ahrefs for sponsoring. So that has been a big shift for me as we've grown from five to 25 people, right? We used to be a very flat company, very flat structure, and it was kind of, we all worked on our own accounts and came up with a strategy, did the tactical day-to-day work, all of that. And that felt fine at the time, but as we've grown and we've gotten bigger clients and more work to do, it's just not practical. So being in a, a manager role, I have obviously had to shift to some of that higher level thinking and more of like the, not only the management of our team here, but managing client relationships. And that has been, it's something that I very much enjoy now, but it feels super weird to not be executing, like going into Google ads and changing bids, for example, like that used to be my life. And now I feel like I haven't touched Google. I did last week because someone was out on vacation and I was filling in, but like I haven't touched Google ads or really worked in the platform for months, like for an extended period of time. And it, it's been a very weird shift. It feels weird. And I have to tell myself every day that I am still doing work because it kind of feels like you're not doing work when you're not doing that tactical stuff. And it's been a very weird shift for me. Interesting. Does, does Greg also do tactical or he doesn't? He, never he does. He's a crazy person. Okay. He still is. So you don't want clients. to anymore? Yeah. Just, or... It's not that I don't want to. I can't. Okay. Um, and so I don't want to because I can better serve my clients right. by not spending the time doing that. But if, if again, if I needed to step in or we needed you know help on an account, I would definitely do that. But that, again, was another mental barrier to get past is like just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So I was very much of the mindset, which is wrong, that I can just do this faster if I do it myself right. versus delegating it out and explaining it to someone. But I can't do it faster because I'm answering emails and we're on Slack with clients and all that communication. But then also nobody learns anything if you don't let them do it. So it's a disservice to the client. It's a disservice to your team to just take the work on yourself at that point. But again, that was very, very difficult for me to come to because I came from the background of we're a small agency. Right. We do everything ourselves and get right. down and dirty. I hear that a lot. Even from my company too, it's like um, you know, going from that point where, okay, I need to step back. I need to spend some time you know, training other people to do what I do, mm-hmm. which takes time. Yes. Not necessarily you could bill for that time or not. And then somebody else will do it. And the client might be upset that why isn't, you know, Jess working on my campaign? I love her the results. Mm-hmm. How do you like speak to customers about, do they know that you're not working on it directly? I think so. And I, well, I guess the way that we, yeah, now they do. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that we kind of combat that is, it's not just me on the phone either. You know what I mean? I might be answering a quick call if somebody has a question, but on the weekly meetings or biweekly, monthly, whatever we do, the whole team comes on. And I try to make sure that everyone speaks to the work that they're doing. So not only does the client know that there's other people involved, but they know that the people that are doing it 
know what they're doing because they hear them speak about it. So I'm guiding the strategy and we're in the background troubleshooting together. It's not to say I don't look at Google ads. Like it's my job to look at the performance. Ultimately that lands on me. Am I in there changing bids? No. If somebody has a question about what we should do, let's dive in together and troubleshoot. Like I'm still doing that. So again, it feels weird, but I think by pulling everybody in and really making them a part of the process, they get better for it too. And then it's honesty with the client. It's all good. So some people maybe don't do that. And so it gets to be weird. Like I've heard a lot about like bait and switch with other agencies where they feel like they get the superstars in the sales process. And then there's just like lower level people working on their accounts, but that's not the way here. Like who you talk to is involved, just maybe not in the day to day, like clicking around. Right. So that's for sure. And yeah, every company as they grow has to figure out how to do that on some mm -hmm. level. The question, I don't know, like, does it matter? Are you concerned at all that not doing the tactical ever is going to end up hurting the high level strategy by not understanding the little tacticals? Because Google Ads is constantly changing more than anything else. Yes. And knowing how to like get your hands dirty is somewhat important, right? Yes. And that is, thank God for marketing a clock because that's how I can keep up with what those changes are. Because that is the thing, like you have, I really like going into the platform, it might take me a little bit longer now, even to find, you know, a setting or something like that, because even those things are moving. So it is important, I think, again, to do those deep dives with the people that are working on the account and let them kind of show you like you just have to accept the fact that you're not as good at the tactical stuff, but you still need to understand like maybe I can't execute quickly, but I need to understand how it works fundamentally like that cannot go away. Right. So being on marketing o'clock and hearing about these things every week and hearing how the community is adapting to changes really helps me. If I didn't have that, like you got to keep up in some way, right? That's my way. One more question on that. Mm -hmm. on, well, one something you mentioned, not really on that, but having your clients on Slack. Mm -hmm. So some of our clients want that. Some of our clients just aren't on Slack. Yeah. But I, it's for my employees, it drives some of them absolutely AWOL to have them on Slack because Slack is kind of like a real-time client asks X, they at you and they, they want a response now. Mm -hmm. Whereas email, it's like, all right, it's in the email, I'll get back to you within, you know, whatever, 10, 20, an hour, a minute, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. How do you manage that sameness, I guess? Luckily, we have a good mix of clients that want to be in there and don't, similar they're to you, if Slack. they all wanted to be in there. Yeah. Well, they're in their own Slack and ours integrates. So the only client, at least of mine, that is in Slack is one that was already using Slack internally. Yeah. So they're... They're in our instance, but we're also in theirs, I guess. I don't know how the integration actually works, but I don't have to manage multiple accounts. You have to very early on establish, I think, for lack of a better word, boundaries with that. So if I'm available, I'm answering right away. Absolutely. But they don't expect that because I'll come back to my desk after being away for an hour in other meetings or something. Be like, oh, sorry, I was in meetings. Let's talk about this now. And then they may not be available. We've been very lucky, I guess. I don't really have any good tips other than like out the gate. Don't answer everything right away because then they expect that. When you can, you should, right? right. That's why it's there. But it, if I'm in a meeting, they know I have other clients. Again, I feel like that comes down to transparency and communication, which I think is so important. Like they, they should feel like they're your only client, but at the end of the day, they know they're not. Right. It's a delicate balance. I don't know. We've, we've been fortunate so far because I think it could probably get really messy in there. But Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. Good to know. All right. So since we're talking about like managing clients and stuff like that, mm -hmm. another topic you wanted to discuss was around, you know, maybe some red flags around clients you don't want. Yes. So can you list out all the names of the customers that you do? Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, and it, actually, to be honest, it was really hard to come up with a list of things to look out for because we haven't really had a lot of negative experiences with clients. And I've been here nine years. So it, that's like a long time. We've been very, very fortunate. But I think it's more about things that we've started to pick up on where some people feel like maybe, you know, 
PPC is just a box that they're checking and they just think they need to do it, but they don't really care. They're not invested. Or somebody that's very set in, we've always done this. This is what we need to do. And they're not open to testing. And again, these are just red flags for how we work. I know other people are different, but we want to be testing new things. We know platforms are changing. We know performance will change. Something that's worked in the past may not work going forward. And if somebody doesn't want to hear that or doesn't want to hear your recommendation, even if they don't take it, right? Our job really at the end of the day is just to make recommendations. And by serving the client well, hopefully, you know, they trust us and they want to take those recommendations. But if they don't, we you did our best by recommending. The, you, don't, you don't click publish or whatever it is, like go live? No, not if somebody doesn't approve something, no. So everything has to be approved beforehand? Well, it depends on the relationship, right? right? Some clients but just say go. Right? Some clients yeah. just say to go. You build that trust and that's awesome. But again, those aren't the clients where you would have that red flag. I just like somebody that's not open to the communication and, and evolving is just that scary. Or somebody that doesn't have goals or can't list them. Like we need to know what we're aiming for here, you know, and not just with an ad campaign, but like where's the business going? Can you tell us that so we can think about how this fits in? You know, we don't need well, actually, revenue numbers are helpful, so we know how much of an impact we're having. But some people want to be a little bit more private, at least in the beginning, and that's fine. But if somebody doesn't want to share anything with you or can't, maybe you're just not working with the right person. Right. Okay. It's hard. Any other flags? Somebody that doesn't care. That's hard because we care so much. Right. And we joke that sometimes we care more than the client. But if they care too, that's good. Um, it's it's so funny. Don't I, care. My, I feel like... Our companies are the way we run my my I, we, my company run and your company. We're totally we don't do the same thing. I don't do any search marketing because I feel it's a scam to charge. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, but we do software <laughs> development and the things you mentioned, especially the, like I always tell our customers like like when before that it's like a sales pitch kind of, but it's not. Like, I really do feel like often we care more about the clients' projects than the employees in that company care. Mm -hmm. Maybe the CEO cares just as much or the person who owns the company if it's a small business, but usually it's like clock nine to five, they don't really care. But if something goes wrong over the weekend or at night, we're like, we lose sleep over it. And right. the employee's like, oh, I'm not checking email after five or whatever it might be. Not that it's wrong. They probably should have their, that's their job. But at the same time, we do care a lot. Yeah. Um, that's the service industry, man. Like, yeah, we're yes. in that just as much as we are the actual work that we're doing. We're in customer service yeah. at the end of the day. And that, and that, I guess, funnels down from the culture of the, you know, the top levels, you know, you're, you're up there. So, in terms of that, also, I mean, again, we're not in the same business, but in terms of you do marketing, I do software development, but not investing time. You know, the clients who just, here's a bunch of money, make it happen, and don't want to hear from you. Like, you can't do anything good with that. You can't. No, it you has to be, it's their, it's their dream, it's their vision, it's their company. You need to work with them. And people, the customers that actually invest their time um, is very important. I agree with that. And it's funny, it's like, we get a lot of customers that say, we've been using, you know, Excel spreadsheets this way. Um, this is the way we've always been doing it. And we're like, well, we can make it way more efficient if we build a software package this way or that way. And they're like, no, this is the way we've done it. We just need to make it work that way. I'm like, no, you're the wrong customer for us. You know, we can make right. you so much more efficient the other way. Yeah. Um, so they all apply. I think that they're probably just general good agency to client advice outside of not just, you know, digital marketing, also anything probably. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, um, that transparency is so important. We actually, on the flip side of that, speaking of investing time, we took on a client um, just after the, uh, not after the pandemic, we're not really out of it, but as things were starting to ramp back up and they were hiring a lot of new employees because things were starting to ramp back up, we got to sit in on their new employee training and we got to really learn not only about their product, but how they speak about it. 
And the fact that they let us do that was so cool, but so helpful because now we know their voice. We know their passion. We know the details of what they do. And it just made everything so much easier when we went to set up campaigns. Like we really understood. And they gave us that tool and that was awesome. Um, Maybe you can't answer this, but do you guys bill hourly on that? Or you just like, they give you a monthly budget and you're like, this is what we want. We want to do, we want to invest our own time Mm -hmm. for the campaign going to be better. Yeah, some of our clients are hourly. This one's not, it was just a monthly retainer. So Uh we use our time how we did, but they were like psyched to have us do that. So it wasn't like they were like, are we we being billed for this? You know, they're a great client. We Again, it was transparency both ways. We're like, we really want to understand what you do. You're paying us money to advertise your products. Let us, let us in. And they were happy to. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah, it was awesome. Anything else that you wanted to like talk about or should we just uh, close this out? I feel like we go can... to marketing o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you have next, right? That's like no, a whole I think thing. We have, there's a schedule here that Greg posted. He actually put, put a new one here. This guy's oh. is he, I hear he's not so organized, but now Oh no, he's very he's organized. organized. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Greg, I mean, yeah, he's organized in his own way, but in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Um so can you tell people in that camera how they can learn more about you and follow you and so forth? Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, I'm not on TikTok. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. So sorry if I missed a DM, but it's Jessica L. Bud. Once in a while, I'll retweet something cool. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but it's private because it's a lot of pictures of my kid. So really just follow Marketing O'Clock if you want to get a hold of me. It's at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. Yeah, and they do a great job. Definitely subscribe to the Marketing O'Clock channel on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those podcast things. Yeah. And don't DM me on LinkedIn because I won't check it. Yeah, right? <laughs> People message me constantly. I just don't respond. So I don't know what's about LinkedIn. And that's why one of the first social networks out there ever. I know. And it's great for what it's used for, but yeah. not in the job market. So not logging in. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.